Hello and welcome to FFS Fast Finance Sorted, your fun 15-minute financial education with me, Beth Jackson from Two Sisters Accounting. And me, Hilary Lewis from Winchester Corporate Finance. Me, Martin McLeod, sorry, and me, Martin McLeod from Financial Health Club. And today's episode is sponsored by Reward Finance Group. So I actually read earlier in the week that at the moment, UK businesses are grappling with let me get this right, 23.4 billion in unpaid invoices. Yeah, that, you heard that, that is right. a lot. Scary. It is a huge amount. And when you think like that's not only like lost revenue for the for the company, the individual companies themselves, that is the nation is is missing out there. It's, it's a big stat. Now, effectively, we need to like we need to do more. People, businesses need to know what they're doing with that, don't they? Like invoice Chasing invoices is a nightmare. Yeah, so from our point of view, obviously we deal with it loads. Sometimes it's something as simple as getting somebody else to chase for you can make a huge difference. So if we have clients that have really tricky clients that will not pay, I send them an email and quite often just an email coming from somebody else or especially from the accountant, it scares people and they pay up. It's, you know, they won't respect you, but they'll respect someone else. It's not right, but it works. What other tricks do you guys have? So there is actually... Sorry, Martin, after you. I guess having like a tight contract, having the contract written so that it may charge interest for late payments or or having a a contract where it's it's quite clear up front exactly what the payment terms are and exactly what the payment timelines are. Um, that can obviously massively help when it comes to actually chasing the money, as well as obviously talking to the debtors and exploring repayment options, which is obviously key. Yeah, I think for us, so we see it on a, on a business finance level um, with invoice finance. So that is a finance product that effectively you receive 95% of the value of the invoice up front. So it's really good for business owners if they think that there might be you know, a cash flow issue later down the line, they can kind of plug that gap with, with being paid up front before they have to buy out um, for resources. It's, it's particularly popular with like construction. Um, so you get 95% of the value of the invoice up front and then at the point of when it was normally paid, so the 30 day mark or 90 day mark, you then receive the final 5% minus a small free from the lender so that's a really good way of actually just managing it yourself but some finance facilities invoice finance facilities actually they'll outsource the debt collection process so a bit like beth was saying having someone come on board and actually just take that job away from a business owner frees up valuable time so they can get on with actually just doing what they do best rather than chasing payments um Invoice finance must be huge for businesses that work with other big businesses that love 90-day payment terms or 120-day payment terms, which is frankly bonkers. Don't get me started on that. But I suppose invoice finance then can be huge for small businesses. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's, it's like anything, isn't it? The bigger the corporations, they know what they're doing. They don't worry about, they don't use their own money. They don't worry about your money. They are just in it for themselves a lot of the time. Um, and so they don't mind, as you say, sticking on a 90-day term, which is a long time to wait. You know, if you're sat there as a business owner thinking, oh, my God, I, I know the money's coming, but I've got all these staffing costs to pay. You're just sat there like waiting, but you don't have to be. So I think that that's something that's you know vital to to know that, you know, there are people if you speak to your accountant, your good accountant will 
be able to put you in touch with someone like myself or if you're speaking to us directly you there are ways to educate yourself on what the options are when it comes to struggling with with invoices yeah i mean i think invoice finance is something that i really didn't know anything about prior to setting up my business and obviously speaking to you but it's such an important thing and it's massive for so many people to alleviate that stress and give them that kind of breathing space it's it's something that's obviously pivotal to to many many business owners now and it's something that many more should be exploring and probably don't know exists so definitely get in touch and and speak about the options available for your business so we've actually got um some linkedin legends for our next segment who are ready to ask some questions so um i'll just pull them through for you LinkedIn legends, we're yeah. aiming for the stars. I work. Hi, I'm Sarah Bostock. I work with Social Gems as a social media marketer. We help business owners to create content that will help their business grow and generate leads, also as building trust. My issue is that I'm not good at finances, I'm not good at numbers, I'm creative for a reason. But as a business, what is the most important and first thing you should do in regards to finances when you're setting up a business as a resident accountant i'm taking this one first <laughs> number one if you're not bad at numbers get that out of your head it drives me mad hearing that believe in yourself um setting up a business you need to find the way that works for you best to keep track of what's going on if you're a pen and paper person if you've just started out you can keep track of it on pen and paper if you really need to if you love spreadsheets do it on spreadsheets if you hate spreadsheets don't do it on spreadsheets do it on software find what works for you in terms of keeping track of what you've got coming in and what you've got going out because at the base of it knowing what you've got coming in and what you've got going out is basically is it's core to knowing if you're making enough money, if what you're doing is working, if you're going to have enough money to feed yourself that month. So find the system that works for you. And if it's pen and paper, that's fine. That's such good advice, Beth. I think when, if, I know when I certainly started my business, it, I was only 22 when I got my first business. And I think everyone assumes that you're going to be really good at maths or really know exactly what you're doing. And, and I really struggled. Like maths is not my strong point, even to this day. Um, but I think having the experts around you, like my accountant, I used to go to for everything. Like, I think you're so vulnerable as a business owner and having uh, someone that you can soundboard off is makes all the difference. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think maths was one of my like poorest subjects at school, and I think people are often amazed by that. But as financial numbers in general are quite simple to understand, it's just that most people kind of shy away from it. And and spending time with your money and taking your finances on a date, if you like, is so important. Really, if you if you can spend a bit of time understanding, as Beth said, what's coming in and what's going out, and just spend a bit of time each week familiarising yourself at numbers and you don't have to be a maths genius at all in order to do that. I don't know my time's table. So we also have uh, Jem. <laughs> yeah, that does help. Uh, we also have Jem Bevan here from Social Gems. Is cash flow forecasting something all business owners should be doing? I, again, I'll take it as the accountant. I would say you don't need a huge, big cash flow forecast spreadsheet. You don't need that all plugged in. But you need an idea of what's in your bank account, what you've got coming in and what you're going to need to pay out. Because if you don't, I mean, you, 
you're just going to spend your life panicking of can I pay that bill can I buy that thing like you don't need a huge big complicated thing but you need an idea of what's coming in and what's going out it's that's the sort of basic so on a very basic level if if you have a clue of what you need to pay in the next 30 days and who's likely to pay you in the next 30 days you've got a cash flow plan you've probably already done it without knowing that you're doing it I think that's it's a it's a really important piece of there are certain things that you can do to make sure that you're going to plug gaps if if they're away so again like we said before with invoice finance that's a really good one to 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 help that cash flow going but in terms of actually doing the forecasts there's some fantastic software out there um you know companies like float uh literally just do it all for you so that you can you can actually see physically in front of you just put your numbers in and it will churn it out for you so there are definitely ways that make your life easier as a business owner if you can use them and then they're going to show you exactly where those problems are going to like ding 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 flash up yeah i think that, i think that's key for identifying any issues i think cash flow is pivotal to businesses a lot of people focus on revenue and profit but cash flow is really what the engine room of the business and what it keeps it going um, and it's the same when you're investing in companies the cash flow is key i probably don't do it enough in my own business as i do with clients because cash flow forecasting with clients with investments and property and is something that and pensions is something that's key and something that i do for every client so it's something that i probably need to be doing more of when it comes to my own business so that is a good reminder for all of us to to make sure that we we keep up with our cash flow forecasts on a personal basis and on a business level so one of the one of the interesting things I saw the other day was I've been watching the offer which is on Paramount Plus. It's a series based on the story behind the Godfather film and how it was made. Um, it's really interesting. There's lots of like mafia stuff going on and loads of like cool seventies references. I didn't know half of the stuff that went on about the film, but one of the key points within within the movie is that their budget is constantly being constrained and they're trying to um get the most maximum out maximum out of their uh out of their money. And one of the things they did in the film was to leverage future um work i guess or business from the vendors who are already giving them locations and um work as such on the actual film so they didn't have the second the godfather part two lined up but they um basically told all the vendors that yeah we do we've got it lined up and if you give us a discount now today we will um use you for the next film so obviously all the vendors did and it kind of got me thinking about invoice uh, sorry not invoice finance it got me thinking about <laughs> asset finance because what a lot of people don't realize is that you can leverage your current stock um against you know fu uh, against debt and effectively future um funds coming in so most people think of asset finance and they think of it as buying a piece of equipment or buying a new vehicle and actually um you can also use it against already owned assets so if your business does you know we've done it recently for a wine merchant they have a lot of wine stock in their cellar which you kind of a lot of people think like oh that's not gonna you know no one's gonna lend against that but you can actually leverage that stock um again and receive 
uh, payment for it from a, you know there are certain lenders that will do it so there's always different options to look for to like push your budget but what what would you guys recommend to to to, to increase your budgets for your business i mean i just love the overall lesson of back yourself and believe in yourself and you'll make it happen one way or another <laughs> i love that from them um but i think Again, it sort of loops, in, loops into cash flow and what I was talking about for new businesses is you need to know what's going out and what's coming in. Um, if you are regularly checking your bank account and seeing what you're paying for, are you paying for stuff that you don't need? If you are, get rid of it because that will really help with your budgeting and with your cash flow and with you having money that can get you through. Um, and the really boring, boring part is if you are a stock-based business, how regularly are you doing stock takes? Are you just doing them once a year, three months after your year end because your accountant's gone, I need a stock figure? Or are you actually doing them regularly? So you know how much money you've got sat there because stock is cash. And if you've got loads of stuff, you might not need to order more. Or you might need to order something particular. So again, it's really boring, but keeping track of your stock for so many reasons, you need to do it. And I think I probably know way more about the Godfather than I do about asset finance. So if you don't want your business to sleep with the fishies, then you should really be thinking about invoice financing and asset financing. I love it, Martin. I mean, what a note to finish on, I'd say. This has been Fast Finance Sorted and it's sponsored by Reward Finance Group. Thanks for joining us. That was FFS Fast Finance Sorted, your fun 15-minute financial fix. Uh, the first 10 people to leave us a five-star review and then tag us in a post using the hashtag FFS Fast Finance Sorted on LinkedIn. The coffee's on us. You'll get a £5 cost of voucher from us. And thanks to our sponsor, Reward Finance.